Welcome to this AWS bonus edition of Talk Commerce, where we explore how merchants, agencies, and developers experience commerce and the communities they work and live in. This week, we start a series of interviews on Amazon Web Services and how it has helped merchants and content providers save money and increase performance by using Amazon Web Services. I am interviewing David Arago, and we are featuring these bonus episodes from different brew pubs. This brings out honest conversations on moving to the cloud, and you will hear how cloud services will save time, money, and add tons of flexibility. I'm using a new Zoom P4 recording device. I did not bring up change of batteries, so there will be a small break. It did not change the quality of the recording, but it did allow us to go out and get batteries and a second beer. I am currently looking for subject matter experts in this field to talk about different aspects of Amazon Web Services. Please go to talk-commerce.com forward slash let's talk and start a conversation. This episode was recorded on August 6, 2021 in Utapil's Brew Pub in Ladonia, Brew Pub in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The Talk Commerce podcast is sponsored by Swift Daughter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet Swift Daughter. Swift Daughter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification Study Materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at swiftotter.com. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. All right. Welcome to this special pub edition of Talk Commerce, where we talk about exciting things happening in both the e-commerce world and what's happening at your local pub. Today, I have David Arago, and we're going to talk a little bit about AWS. David, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us about what you do and sure. one of your passions. Hi Brent, how's it going? So we are here in beautiful Minnesota and in a brewery right now. Can we say that? Yeah. All right. So we are in a brewery right now having a little beer. It's after hours, so it's okay. So yeah, my name is uh, David Arago. Um, I am kind of like the development uh, team lead for the company that I'm currently working for. We do, we, we own a bunch of uh, TV stations. So uh, currently we have our own CMS, but we uh, is host on-premise on or in-premise. Um, we are going to migrate probably to WordPress in AWS. So and as I remember, you're going to migrate from Cold Fusion, which Cold is a Fusion. super new technology well, to WordPress. It's not new, I gotta say, <laughs> but I gotta say they still maintain. Okay, they still have a user conference. Uh, a and great stuff like Adobe that. product. Adobe product. Yes, yeah. so. It started Micromedia, 
Right. So, yeah, I, so let's promote. Yeah. Let's promote Cold Fusion as a great product. It's <laughs> a new product. Yeah. New um, technology. I, I want to talk a little bit about how your Cold Fusion works because it's interesting. You compile. You basically compile it into HTML and then to publish it to multiple servers. Yes. Yes. And that helps. That is completely static. So you have a yes. static website. So yes. you don't worry so much about load, as compared to having PHP running and things like that. That is correct. See, we, when we first implemented our CMS, we were running ColdFusion, and um, the nature of our traffic, it, we can predict our traffic, right? We could be uh, having, uh, I don't know, let's say a thousand users, right? Hitting our website. And maybe somebody, uh, a breaking news happened because we are a TV station, breaking news happened, all of a sudden, our site could our traffic spikes like crazy, right? So, and we experienced—I mean, this is an unfortunate event that happened. But when Paul Weston, no, Paul Wellstone yeah. died, our site went down. We were down. W, you know, the, all of the local TV stations were down, right? So at that point, uh, we were hosting in another company. Many years ago, it was called Implex, I think, or something like that. So I got a call from somebody who doesn't work here anymore asking me to move the website. And I say, they asked me if I could move the website internally. I said, sure, we can move it. But they meant now. So, <laughs> so we couldn't do that, satisfy that. But what we did is that, yeah, we brought it in-house. Um, we, at the time, I really didn't know ColdFusion. We learned ColdFusion. But we were running exactly in what you were saying, right? The our traffic, our sites would go down. What the heck? You know, there was a weather event. Uh, that's our main traffic, weather. If there is a weather event, our sites get hammered or like a super breaking news, right? And because we are across the country, five different stations across the country, we could have multiple weather events. We are having a self-imposed commercial break as I have run out of battery power with my new Zoom P4 and I'm off to get a replacement set. If you want to have as much fun as David and I are having on this episode, please go to talkcommerce.com, let's talk, and start a conversation. Now, back to the action. All right, welcome back. Uh, we had a little technical difficulty, and it was probably because of the pub. Uh, we were at Utapils, and uh, apparently I didn't check how much battery I had. <laughs> And uh, we ran out of battery, so uh, we are back. We are now at La Cerveza. We're at La Lodonia Cervecería. Cervecería. Yeah. Um, and uh, we left off with David talking about high traffic, and uh, in in cities that had uh, weather and other things. So yep. go ahead. So uh, I... Let's go back into where we were, and uh, we'll pick up where we left off. All right. So uh, I think uh, what I was saying is uh, our, our traffic is kind of hard to measure and predict. We can predict our traffic because it only happens, you know, when weather happens, I guess that you can predict that. But when emergencies happen, like no emergency, like a breaking news happens, you can predict it and our traffic spike. And when we were running our cold fusion, just straight cold fusion, our sites, you know, were really, really slow and we always run into problems. So that's why we came up with something similar to the caching server now, or the, I wouldn't call it the edge, 
but like a caching server where we, yeah, indeed we do, we don't serve Cold Fusion pages. We, we compile the pages, and, well, not compile. I would say we call the pages, our CMS, save a HTML version of the page, and that's why we serve the users. So, or the viewers, sorry. So we haven't had an issue since then, right? We had other issues, but no, because of traffic related. So, yeah. Yeah, so it is, in, in fact, that's what caching does. It turns into a static page and it doesn't have to go back to the server to process it. Uh, and you, you're serving up HTML exactly. instead. So, yeah, so, so we were ahead of the curve with Cold Fusion at the time, because yeah. the first time, to be honest, I, I, I should say that I've known Brent for many, many years. I remember when he first talked to me about Wagento, uh, Wagento, about Magento and what it was. The so. And just to let everybody know, he's talking about Brent, me, yeah. in the third person, which is a little uncomfortable. But keep going. <laughs> so yeah, so even though I don't have experience with uh, Magento, I have talked to Brent over the years, and something that I noticed is that. I'm not, and, and I gotta say, let me throw a disclaimer there to the listeners that I am not an expert on AWS. I'm not an expert on WordPress because I'm learning both. And I'm not an expert on Magento because the only thing I know about Magento is what I talked about you, about Magento. But it seems to me that uh, Magento uh, stores and WordPress websites share the same fallbacks or the same issues, which is performance, right? Yeah, I heard so you. I, I think that since now we know you're not an expert, everybody's already tuned out. So we can oh. talk about beer now or, okay. or uh, <laughs> Serrano hams. Um, yeah, so no, in all seriousness, you're exactly right. Uh, WordPress has the same yeah. issues if you're not caching your content. Yes, exactly. That's and I think the issues, some of the issues that you have are where you need that you need to display custom things or, or on-demand features where it has to go somewhere else to get it and come back and give yes. it to you. Yes. Yes, we have, like, you guys have the shopping cart, for example. We have the most read stories, for example, right? A most read story, it can be static, right? Because if you add a most read story to a page and, and you don't recreate the page, the page is the, the same stories are going to be there forever. So, yeah, we do have the... So, in that sense, we do have the same issues um you know and moving obviously currently we don't have to worry about like we say is because we just serve html pages but once that we go with wordpress we will have to worry about that so we are also using and i think uh, uh the reason why we are using this service is because of you brent because i remember that you talking to me about varnish server right so we are, we are not using our own Varnish servers, but we are planning of using a third-party vendor called Fastly, that, but Fastly is Varnish. They just create like a pretty interface for us to, to use. So in that aspect, that's what I always thought. That, well, it seems that these guys are just facing exactly the same thing. Now, I, I have a feeling that you guys can predict your traffic, right? A little bit, maybe, like because you have shopping events that probably can be planned or whatever. So maybe you have an opportunity to to adapt, to scale. If you are in AWS, obviously to scale. But in, like I say, in our case, we don't have that luxury because 
when breaking news happens, breaking news happens, right? It doesn't even have to be breaking news. I don't know if you viewers or you listeners, sorry, <laughs> you said to viewers because of TV, they are aware of the website. I don't want to plug this website, but it's called the Dredge, Dredge Report. Well, and you just plugged it. Yeah. <laughs> Show plugged notes it. will be here. Yes. <laughs> but if the Drudge Report links to one of our websites, our traffic spikes like gunbusters. So at that point, we need a solution that that it would auto not just auto scale because you know, but it's just react faster than auto scaling. I don't think a auto scaling would be fast enough. Enough. It has to be. That's why we are going with fastly. For one, yeah. So a caching front end, yeah. And and you know, I did. I think to be fair, um, yes, uh, e-commerce users have an opportunity to plan. Mm -hmm. But if you are managing a store, you don't know you don't, yeah. that your hosting provider can't instantly scale, and you don't think to tell them that somebody's going to be on the Today Show, yep. and they're going to pitch their product, or they're going to be on Shark Tank, or exactly. whatever. Exactly. And, and they, suddenly you're going to get fifty thousand concurrent exactly. users. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it, in fact, we are saving, we are in the same same ca categories, like we have to serve up these pages. I think the only thing that you don't have, like we have a shopping cart where in the shopping cart you can't cache anything, anything because it's yeah. completely dynamic. Yeah. I don't think you have anything that would be like that. No, quite, but like I was saying, like for example, the most read or the trending Right? If it's more red and trending, yeah, what we're doing, but the way we are getting around is that we're gonna have a pro probably a job that is gonna run X number, every X number of minutes, and it's gonna create that widget for, an, for us, right? And we just include it as a JavaScript, and then we don't have to worry about caching, right? Because we are excluding JavaScript for, excuse me, is that the beer? <laughs> From caching. <laughs> So we're going to call this a drunken talk. A talk. drunken talk. <laughs> drunken so, talk. Uh, full so, disclosure: yeah. we haven't had more than two beers. That's yet. right. Actually, one. Just one. Right. Yeah. It's just we are this goofy in real life. So. <laughs> so yeah, no, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but I agree with you because you guys have to make calls to make sure that if I'm buying something, you guys have it in the store and the price is correct. So yes, yeah. And for the majority of the time on a e-commerce site, even, uh, well, we can't make a call on every category page because uh, even though the category page theoretically is dynamic, yeah. you have, say, 20 products on a category page. Suddenly, if you start serving up every 20 pro products for a call, you're yeah. going to kill the site. Yeah. And that definitely happens when clients would like to get a live price for the category okay. page and they go back to the ERP. Well, suddenly, if you get if you have 20 calls for a product that has to go to the ERP, yeah. then you multiply that by a thousand users, there's suddenly yeah. a lot of calls to the ERP. Okay, yeah. Did you guys call the ERP origin? That's what we call the, in the WordPress world. I think that's what it called. When you have to go to your CMS, is uh, you you make a it's a no hit to origin. Those has to go. So probably it's the same thing, right? Yeah. There's there's a number of different yeah. places where we would make a call, and yeah. we try to cache as much of that as we can. Exactly. So yeah. there would be something like Cloudflare or mm -hmm. Section.io or Fastly or just using a varnish server that would make that content exactly. into static. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. I was gonna say another similarity with Magento and WordPress is that I think I heard you in several a podcast. Uh, you give huge praises to Luma theme, right? Luma theme because it's optimized, it's 
Can I use sarcasm in this? Yeah, I no? think you're using sarcasm now. Uh, is that, I don't okay. think people understand sarcasm. <laughs> so, so WordPress is the same thing, right? When we first start engaging the conversation about why we go into WordPress, our eyes went wide open and said, oh my God, this is wonderful. We can just buy a theme, you know, uh, buy a theme, install it, and there we go, it's ready to go. Well, not quite, right? It's like you could start with a theme, but then you're going to have to customize that theme. And in a sense, I, our first website, that's what happened to us. Our first website, the guy who was developing the web, well, the guy who worked on the website and launched the website had to quit the day after the website went live. So the day after we had a brand new WordPress website, right? The guy had to quit. So that was a big learning curve for us that we couldn't really take time to learn WordPress. We just have to learn it, right? And maintain it. And that's when we learned that we had to use some tools to analyze the theme and, you know, and not just analyze, but optimize the theme. And just like what you say, right? In a same sense, we would have be better off rewriting our own theme. Yeah, and I think that um, it's funny that you said uh, the Luma theme because the bulk of the Magento sites are based on blank or Luma, yep. and they're all super slow. Yeah. So and there's no way yeah. around it. I remember when you first introduced me to Magento, I did install an Ubuntu server and I installed Magento, and, and my local host, it was super slow. And I remember talking to you, that's when you told me, yeah, because I asked you, is this a slow because my server? And you said, well, it's because you need to have the caching server and all that stuff. That was when it was Magento 1.0. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, at, at that time, it still was slow in the local. Yeah. And, and you were running a 286 yeah. or something with two megs of memory <laughs> or, or 256K of memory. So I can understand why it was no, slow. No, it was the Apollo 13 <laughs> computer. <laughs> right. I was able to get it for a bargain price. Your kid's spare bedroom yeah. was a computer because <laughs> yeah. you, you got it yeah. secondhand. Yeah. Yeah. The System 38. I won't date myself, but <laughs> I started programming in the System 38. So. Right. Um, so, kind of walk us then through through the journey of so you you launched this new WordPress site and with anticipation of getting tons and tons of traffic, how did it stand up? Well, uh, it it went okay, but it's not like one of our heavy user uh, websites. So, but it was a slow. We knew right away that we we were gonna need to get something else. That's why. We got, and that's why I said, well, I know that my, my friend Brent uses Magento and they use a Varnish server. Can we look at that? So we started to look at a Varnish server and then we ended up on Fastly. So we put Fastly right away and our problems went away. And just, um, you also, you, you, you have more than one website. So yes. you, you didn't come out with the, your busiest website no, right no, off the no, bat no. with WordPress. No, 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 you did no. testing and you did yeah, yeah. secondary sites exactly. and then make sure it worked and then see how that worked and, yes. and roll it is yes. and roll it up in the faster, yeah. yes. um, we, busier yeah. sites. Exactly. We, we, we choose one that, you know, even though you can't go down, but if it goes down, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? It's a... Yeah, so like somewhere in New Mexico or something yeah. nobody cares about. <laughs> if you're in the desert. Yeah. I apologize to anybody in New Mexico. 
So yeah. So yeah. Um, okay, so um, how how is the experience going? You're you're moving to the cloud, and we're we're going to do a follow up series. Of, we're, this is going to be a series. Yeah. So we're going to do a follow up on how moving from on prem to the cloud. We won't get into that now, but yeah. let's just uh, right now you're hosting it in house still, or yes, hosting we're it? still hosting it in in house. But once that we launch the WordPress site, it will be on the cloud. Okay. And uh, the, the goal would be use uh, AWS, AWS or, and yeah. um, and using a lot of those tools that yes. AWS provides. Well, I mean, I think uh, you know, again, you know, this is this has been like a huge learning experience to, for us because at the same time that we were learning WordPress, PHP, well, MySQL, I, I I've been working with databases, my, Microsoft database forever, so it wasn't really a learning curve there so but PHP uh, 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 Gulp we use Gulp we have to learn Gulp we use Git we have to use Git we have to learn Git we have to AWS all of the suites because we have uh, like we have code commit as a repository then we have code uh, deploy and code pipelines as a way of obviously moving our moving our code to our production servers it's not perfect because, like I say, we are learning, right? Every day we are changing something a little bit more, right? So, so yeah, I mean, the, the, the experience has been great, but there is so much to learn. So much to learn. Yeah, so, uh, you know, kind of tying this back so people that are, are on a commerce website can understand what you're going through yeah. in just the content delivery world. Um, we most of it, it most of that journey through the commerce process is exactly the same yeah. as you're going through um, you have you want to cache your pages you, you want to anticipate lots of traffic and we wouldn't and I think you said mentioned something like 10 million users a, a month or something on your normal site depends or? goes up and down yeah so it's a like during COVID they were a lot Right, so it's a tremendous amount of users. I, mean, I think any e-commerce company would love to have that many users a month. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, and and then figuring out how many servers you need yeah. to be able to convert those users, knowing that at the end of the at the end of the journey for our e-commerce store, that those users those servers can't be cached. Yeah. So traditionally, Magento in the past had. had only been able to handle for 200 users at a time in the cart. Mm -hmm. More now, but yeah. having the ability to serve those users at the yeah. end of that piece is, is how we kind of tie yeah. everything together. Yeah. See, I, I think of the 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 only difference is that oh no, the only difference one of the difference that we don't have to deal with with the cart situation. That's huge. Is because in a sense our changes are control changes are triggering by somebody at, the, at our station, right? Somebody at our station updates a website, a, a story or a process, an API makes a call and updates some stories so we can update the stories, right? For you guys, in my mind, how it works is that you really don't know when the card changes because, right? I mean, it could change it all the time, right? You don't know. So it has to be like real time all the time, right? Yeah, and the card part, so uh, when you're like, you're talking about a story, 
that would be like somebody adding new products to the store mm -hmm. and then the, the products that have to be on the category page okay. and those category pages then would be different exactly but then after that they're static exactly. so they're rebuilding exactly. them yeah. and magento goes through that process of re-indexing exactly. they call it and then, then they clear exactly. the cache and they they put the cash. Yeah. All right, so we have like uh, five five minutes left for today. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about what does that look? Do you do any cash warming? Like how long does it take when you have to put a new story out there and then it rebuilds it? Okay, so well, because uh, Fastly has a plugin, right? A WordPress plugin. It is as soon as somebody updates the story. So we are not going to, well, as of now, we are not planning in having like a time to leave. Maybe we do like, a, I don't know, let's say that we do a, a, an hour on the stories and 24 hours in images, right? Because they don't, images, especially images, they don't change that often, right? Attached to a story, they normally, if they change something, they upload a new image. And the stories, it would be as soon as they press save, this plugin is gonna tell us fastly, hey, up, uh, uh, clear the cache for this page and all these categories, all tags, pages. So we don't have to worry about that. In theory, it should be instant. And you also serve up uh, advertisements, lots of advertisements. Yes, but that is through a third party, that's through a third Google. So we don't have any bandwidth. And also our video is not, our. we don't serve our video. Our video is a third party vendor as well. So, and they have a CDN and all that stuff. Got it. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, um, let's uh, let's plan on our next uh, our next show. We're going to talk specifically about AWS okay. and some of the internal things. Why don't you tell our listeners as we finish off today, what are some of the things you're using to keep up to date? Oh. Like, what are you listening to? What are you reading? Yeah. Believe it or not, you know maybe this could, this could be my shameless plug plug because I know that you allow people to do that. I listen to your podcast and I get some good ideas from your podcast, right? And I listen to, um, we have this plugin called, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to give free publicity, but, <laughs> but it's a security plugin and they have like a live cast every, every Tuesday. So I listen to that every Tuesday. Um, a lot of you, to be honest, a lot of YouTube videos, right? Uh, so... I think uh, I'm not a good learner with a book sitting in my house. I either have to learn by going to a class or by having to do something, right? If I have to learn WordPress without having to maintain a WordPress site, it would take me forever because that wouldn't really motivate me that much. It's when, when I was have to learn it, that's when I like to learn it. Yeah, I think it's the hardest thing is theoretically learning yes. programming without ever programming. How do you do that? Yeah. And for me, I'm the exact same way. Yeah. The easiest thing to do is try it's, it. Yeah, try it. Let's get it. Well, that's how it. you got it with Magento, right? Yeah. You were what were you? You were a Unix guy running some sort of store, that, and all that. of a sudden, they, somebody told you, "Hey, we want yeah. a Magento server, yeah. right?" That's how you got in the whole thing, right? Yes, correct. So, yeah. yeah, so I mean, yeah, just learning it and doing exactly. it, asking lots of questions, and uh, you know, Magento is a great place. WordPress is also a great. There's yeah. lots of resources yeah. you can get to learn yeah. how to do exactly. it. And it's amazing how how close they are together. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and something that if 
not blows my mind, I wouldn't say that blows my mind, but something that it took us a long time to get used to is the open source concept, right? In my mind, is it, if it's open source, it's free, I'm gonna stay away from it because that's what it was from years, right? From years in Cold Fusion, we have our license, Microsoft, we have our license, everything that we had had a license, right? So we felt comfortable about, hey, it's a vendor, this is okay. Sometimes, you know, I, I will name vendors, but sometimes you create, let's say, a security update, and all of a sudden the next day you have to do another security update to update the update, right? So just the open, and I heard you talked about, about the Magento community, right? And I think it's great that, that you guys have that community because I truly believe that the open source, that community policing the open source, that's the key because you have a million eyes looking at it, right? Now, maybe out of those million eyes, 500,000, they want to get you, <laughs> right? They want to hack you. But the other maybe 500,000, 200,000 are looking for the best interest of the community. So I thought that once that we embrace that concept of open source, you know, and you say, you know, I get it. WordPress is free, it's an open source, you know? Now, it would be nice if, for example, the WordPress, I don't know if Magento, do you guys have like a marketplace for plugins and stuff? Yeah, there's a marketplace. All right. Well, Something that was interesting, I don't know how much time we have, but really quick, something that was really interesting is that when I went to the, let's call it the marketplace for the plugins of WordPress, I thought that WordPress as an organization was betting these plugins, but there is no betting of the plugins. I think anybody can put the plugin there, right? It's, I thought it was kind of like Apple. Apple, you submit your code, they review your code and all that stuff. I don't think that they do that in WordPress. Do they do any Magento or no? Yeah, all the Magento plugins are vetted. They That's check your good. code, they Done. check your all your materials, all your, Man, your documentation, is, yeah. they do your marketing materials, yeah. everything is yeah. just checked. And they, and they I run may your be, code yeah. to make sure that it's good. Exactly. And, yeah. and I may be wrong about WordPress, right? But I didn't have a, because I have never seen like a, what is with the, in insurance when there is a good rating, like a triple A is not a good rating. I didn't see like a stamp like a business business bureau stamp for WordPress that you can look at and say, oh, this one has been vetted by this guy, so we are okay. So yeah, I think yeah. on WordPress, I look when I buy a, when I look for a WordPress plugin, I'll look for how many people yes. have downloaded yeah. it, and then there's reviews yeah, on exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. So um, if it's been downloaded hundred, yeah, if it's it was last time it was updated was 2012, yeah. and yeah. it has three downloads exactly, and I'm a little yeah. hesitant to, yeah, to yeah, use that plugin. Yeah, yeah. But if it's, you know, like a month old or two weeks old and yeah. they have 50,000 yeah, exactly, downloads, yeah. then that's yeah. definitely something we yeah. look at. I mean, that is a review that you can buy. You, As a company, you can't buy that kind of review. It's just the, open, the beauty of the open source, I guess. You sort of can buy the reviews, but that's, an, that's well, no, a whole I mean new that, story. Yeah, yeah, you can buy the actually reviewing whether good or bad, but reviewing your code, right? 50,000 people using yeah, your exactly. code, reviewing yeah, your code. Those downloads and yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The more, pe more popular it is, the more people are exactly. going to use it. And pretty soon, you know? if it's no good, nobody's yeah. going to use it. Exactly. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, let's. Um, so next episode, this will be bonus content, uh, AWS. Sure. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll tie together AWS Commerce and AWS Content. 
because they are very closely tied sure, together. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about any any store, it is really just content until you get to the shopping cart. Yeah, exactly. You're looking at something. It's not until somebody buys something, it's just it's a just story. Con it's, it's content. It's just yeah. content, exactly. Um, good. So, uh, you know, you did mention what you, that you need to give your shameless plug. Why don't you give us a shameless plug today? Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, I wish I had something to... to I would say, you know, I not to, I mean, I'm friends with Brent, so I would say listen to Brent podcast, but you are listening already because hopefully you keep listening until you hear my voice. You know, I always thought that I had a, a face for radio and a voice for t for like a silent movies and stuff. So I'm, I'm, I want to apologize with all of you listeners for my voice uh, and I, also this was my first interview really so yeah well your your english is extremely good and it's better than my spanish so let's put it that way bueno podemos hacer uno en español también <laughs> you have a funny accent anyway so <laughs> okay well thank you very much and uh, uh we look forward to our next interview yeah. at the next pub maybe next time we can talk hufa yeah we'll talk hufa you have to install hufa. it on your local and we'll try it <laughs> Bye, everybody. Okay, bye. Thank you, Brent. The Talk Commerce podcast is sponsored by Swift Daughter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers, too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet Swift Otter. Swift Otter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification Study Materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at SwiftDotter.com. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce, new shows out every week.